Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams, and today I have a clip for you. How do you think that the Pacific Justice Institute would react to being confronted by Jane Doan's mother? How do you think they would respond when being confronted by supportive school parents? And then we're going to figure out what the Pacific Justice Institute thinks about our ability to pick and choose our gender if we try hard enough. Um, I've collected uh, a number of issues and questions from the community that they wanted to have you address. Um, so the first one is uh, comes from Florence, Colorado, and here it is. They can't. How do you say they have to learn to love all of God's creations and to believe they have so much hatred in them? And it honestly is hard because my daughter is precious life just like everybody else and I know precious everybody can learn to them and they have to understand that it's been a lot of hurt. So that's Jane Doe's mother, and specifically she has a statement that she wanted me to read to you. What you're doing isn't right. You say that you're a God-loving people, but you've targeted my daughter, a kid, like this. You shouldn't do this to a kid. You should be ashamed. You're wrong for what you're doing to my daughter. What do you have to say to Jane's mother? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, you know, I think all of us identify with the raw emotion that we hear in her voice and her instinct to stick up um, for her, her son, who's now uh, her daughter, and all of the, the many, many issues that accompany that. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have to go back to the reality that uh, nobody went out looking for, uh, for Jane Doe to launch this. We didn't come from California to Colorado looking for this situation because he decided that he wanted to walk into uh, girls' bathrooms and girls' locker rooms and interact with them there. That caused uh, you know, some serious discomfort on our client's part, as it would on the part of you know, most teenage girls in that situation. And so uh, you know, as much emotion as, as is there and as much as a desire is there to, to protect that child, you know, we have to balance that with the privacy interests and the constitutional privacy rights of all the other students, and that, you know, what has is what has not been done to date. Ah, and so here's another question from uh, Florence High School mother. And a little background: my daughter is a sophomore at Florence High School, and my daughter and I sat and talked about this. I said, you know, have you seen this happen? She said, well, she's in the bathroom. She says it's no big deal. Goes in, goes in the stall, it's very discreet, it's very quiet, it's very much to herself, and never poses a problem with anybody. So my daughter asked around to the other students, does anybody have a problem with being in there? And their answers were no. And they all pointed the finger to this one individual. And I believe the one individual she's speaking of is the uh, a freshman daughter of uh, someone who happens to be conservative. What would you have to say to that mother? Well, uh, a few different things. Uh, number one, um, I, I don't uh, 
doubt that that's what she's hearing from her daughter and maybe what they're hearing from other members of the community. We're certainly hearing the opposite, and we're hearing that from you know, not just one individual, as has been falsely stated, uh, that we represent. We actually represent uh, a few different students uh, from uh, more than one family within the Florence uh, High School family who have been affected by this. And they, in turn, have been contacted by a number of other parents and young people who are very, very uncomfortable with this. So the fact that that one student or other students you know, don't have um, a reasonable expectation of privacy that would interfere with uh, this other student's exercise of you know, his new, newfound gender, um, you know, that tells me that there are potential solutions available in this situation. And you know, unfortunately, we just have not heard back from the school in reference to, to working out what those solutions might be. Uh, yes, I saw the interview you did on uh, World Daily News in which you uh, said that you were aware that of, of what uh, the superintendent had to say, um, specifically that they had conducted an, inter, um, an, an investigation found uh, that there is, in fact, no harassment going on. Um, if that's the case, if you're aware of that, why continue? Oh, well, a couple of things, Kristen. First, we sent a letter to the school now 11 days ago laying out the serious concerns that we had for the constitutional privacy rights as well as uh, the harassment issues to date. And we, in that letter, anybody can go to our website, again, pji.org, under the press releases section and read our letter. Um, we invited the school to engage with us and to you know, identify any uh, allegations that they consider to be disputed. Not one of those allegations has been rebutted to us by the school. They've made some vague comments uh, in other forums, like the superintendent has, but to date, not one has been rebutted to us. So, They're holding so they basically. So, I'm sorry. So, so you're basically saying that they've, you know, not responded, but they're ignoring you. Well, they've indicated that they will be responding, but they're they're taking their time in doing so uh, because you know, as much as you know, a lot of activists want to believe that the story is over, um, that there's nothing to it. The school is certainly not treating it that way. And the school is being uh, very deliberate and dragging its feet in. I understand that the school it. is. I understand that the school is actually closed uh, until uh, I believe the end of this month. Is that what you understand? Uh, no, I. My understanding was that the school the school was closed last week and has uh, oh, okay. reopened today. Oh, okay. So, so for basically most of the time that you say that they've not replied, they were in fact closed. No, uh, that's 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 actually not quite correct because we were interacting with their lawyer who was uh, on an entirely different schedule. Ah, okay. Hey folks, I want to break in here just for a second and point out, while he's saying that school lawyers don't work on school hours, the people the lawyers would need to talk to actually do. So I want to plant a red flag right there. Before we move on to more of the Pacific Justice Institute's evasions of these questions. Now, here's another clip from uh, a mother in 
Florence. It's their prerogative to seek out every place they can find in the U.S. and try to do this. There's, there's not much we can do about that from the standpoint of this that's their prerogative. It is my prerogative, however, to prevent them from injuring this child or any other child. You want to go after an adult, that's fine. As an adult, you have a right to do that. But do not do it against a child. Now, and so a common theme that keeps on coming up is, uh, and let me just ask you directly, do you value the life of Jane Doe? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's a point that we can all agree on. And we have very different uh, approaches to what we believe, you know, the health and, and well-being of kids who are in this situation entails. And so from our perspective, you don't, uh, you don't lead to healthier outcomes by enabling potentially unhealthy behavior. And so that's where, uh, you know, we really, our paths diverge. So uh, the way that I've at least encountered your group online, it seems uh, you advocate for, or at least you have advocated for um, ex-gay therapy. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's one way to put it. it. It's particular name here in California in terms of the statute uh, we're challenging is sexual orientation change efforts. Sure, sure. Okay. And would that also include gender orientation change efforts? Well, the statute does. Uh, the litigation is focused on the sexual orientation change efforts, but um, it could could include that. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, does your organization, uh, as a philosophical stance, does it uh, believe that people can, uh, you know, if, if they are male assigned at birth and their gender orientation is female, that through fam uh, therapy or certain processes or something, that their gender orientation could become male so that they would have a gender orientation of male being uh, assigned male at birth. Well, as as an organization, we tend not to wade into the scientific debates as much as focus on the constitutional debates. And our mission is to ensure that we can continue to have both vigorous constitutional debates that freedom of speech is protected, and that's why we've been so involved in the sexual orientation change efforts battle. Uh, we see the limitations on freedom of speech as being something that's inherently detrimental to this entire debate. <laughs>